I know you didn't walk around here to give me a kiss, although I wouldn't mind. Emily leaned in and gave him a peck on his cheek. She didn't mind, and she thought it might help. Why are you guys going in so early on this case? You usually don't show up until after the fact. Frank wrinkled his face slightly and muttered, Haven't really thought about it. They tell me to go, so I go. Why? Do you know something I should know? I assume you already went around with Jack on this. Yeah, kind of. He doesn't think it's a big deal. I just wanted to get your opinion before you guys left. Frank thought for a second and said, I have two sisters, and if I've learned one thing from growing up with them, it's if they get a feeling about something, I pay attention. I'll make sure we walk softly on this one just in case, okay? Emily nodded. Thanks, Frank. Take care of my man. Frank laughed. It's usually the other way around on these missions, but I got it. The screen door opened and Jack came hustling onto the porch and down to the car. I'm ready to go. We need to make short work of this because I need to get back to my girl tonight. He gave Emily a hug and a kiss and jumped in the car. Frank shot Emily a reassuring smile, got in, and they drove off. Roger Greystone had just watched the same beautiful sunset as Jack and Emily. The difference was he was more than 200 miles away and only in love with himself. He cherished his extraordinary log home and the fact that it was surrounded by trees on three sides and a large man-made lake on the other. It gave him the privacy he needed to do anything and everything he craved, a fact he enjoyed and relished. The main deck stretched 150 feet alongside the banks of Deep Creek Lake. It gave him an incredible view of the water. The lake covered 3,900 acres and had 69 miles of shoreline. Roger had several obsessions. One was his Colt SAA revolver, a famous piece of Americana known as the gun that won the West. He fancied himself as somewhat of a cowboy, and his Colt helped him feel like one. He always had it with him, mostly because he just loved looking at it. The other was the attention of the young ladies. Now, no pretty young girl would be caught dead with someone his age and ilk, but money had a way of changing people's perspectives. Greystone loved having small but intimate parties of his own, and tonight was no exception. Tonight he had invited several young lady friends to join him for a night of overindulgence and passion under the starlit Virginia sky. He sat in his favorite chair, with one girl on his lap and one standing behind him massaging his shoulders. With one of his favorite Cuban cigars in one hand, a glass of his preferred scotch in the other, and of course his colt resting on the table in front of him, Greystone was getting ready for an evening of fun and games. As he took another sip of his drink, he noticed something strange coming towards him on the lake. The young girl standing behind him saw it at the same time. She tapped her friend on the shoulder and motioned for her to look out across the lake. The moonlight reflecting off the lake added to its eerie appearance. They could barely make it out. It appeared to be a large, dark figure, surrounded by a swirling orange and reddish mist. It was slowly and methodically making its way across the lake. The girl who was sitting on his lap jumped off and joined the other, shielding herself behind Greystone. The figure stopped for a moment and then began moving again. As it got closer, a sulfur-like odor began to fill the air. Beads of sweat began to appear on Greystone's forehead. He could feel his heart pounding in his chest. It came all the way on shore and stopped just at the other side of the outer deck railing. 
The mist was too thick for them to clearly see what it was. The figure effortlessly passed through the railing and stood absolutely still, now only fifteen feet in front of them.